What is up, everybody? We are back. Brand new episode of Right on Squared Circle. Oof, and we got we got boatloads to talk about today, including this morning we got breaking news out of WWE. Our good old boy Jeff Hardy back at it again. Released. We don't know the full story, but you know some speculation that came out today. You know, oh, it's always Scotty it's too always drugs. My boy Scotty, not too hotty. Oh, immediately it's... jumped on it. I did. I, I did. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off, but it's everybody. You know, we're all gonna go straight to the drugs for Jeff Hardy. And I know it sounds so bad to say it, but it's not a new issue with him. Now we're all hoping, we're praying that it's not. But then it's also not good when you hear the news that WWE wanted him to go to rehab and he declined. That's why I'm like, I want to believe that Jeff Hardy maybe just walked out, and that's why. And maybe they said go to rehab because maybe they thought he was on drugs because he walked out. I'm thinking, I'm hoping he's just pissed, and he walked out of the company. Reason I'm saying that is because his wife got on Twitter and said that he's fine. And then I've also always noticed every time Jeff usually fucks up, Matt will like somehow address it and like slightly shame him on Twitter. <laughs> And Matt said nothing about it. His, you know, and Jeff's wife said he's okay. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not drug related, but we will find out within the next couple of days. Yeah, and I, like I said I hate to start off the podcast on such a somber note, but it was the big news of the day, and we had, you know, a lot of, you know, even old wrestling fans. They were commenting on my post on Facebook, and I shared it, guys who. I know don't watch wrestling anymore, but they're like, man, like not again. They know, like they know the history of Hardy and the, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, what have you. And, you know, when we were talking to Kyle about it, you know, me and Kyle agreed. It's, it's hard to feel bad for this guy now. Yeah. It's really hard to feel bad for this guy now because how many, how many last chances do we give you? This is your third run in the company. You've messed up all three runs. You messed up your run in TNA. Like, like how many how many chances do we have to give you? And then, you know, people are saying, you know, it's only a matter of time before Jeff Hardy is quote-unquote all elite. Yep. I doubt they'll bring him in. I doubt so. I, I doubt one, it. And we'll cover it later. There's some guys now that are definitely jumping to AEW. And why does, why does AEW – you know, want that headache because, you you know, they already have, you know, a, a PR nightmare with Moxley going to rehab and, you know, AEW not having, you know, a wellness program in place for, you know, you know, events like this where people need to step away and refine themselves and get the help that they need. I highly doubt. I, I highly doubt he goes anywhere right now. Oh, he, no. He needs help. And, you know, if you saw the video from the live show, something was definitely involved because he walked out groggy, kind of just body all limp. Yeah. And it just it, it looked like the, you know, that famous night against Sting where he just looked out there in space. Yeah, I'm hoping I that I saw the video and I noticed it, too. I, I'm. I was like, okay, maybe he's just tired because I don't know how long this match had been going on. Granted, it's a house show, so probably not that long. 
So, yeah, you see him getting kind of groggy. He just hops over the barricade and takes off. And, and yeah, you just, like, and you just don't sub someone in mid match because what they did, he got subbed out. Like this was like this was like a soccer game. He got subbed out. Like yeah, it was uh, Ray like, Mysterio. Something was wrong, and backstage they're like, "Something is wrong." Because if you're just tired, they can just easily cut the match time by you know communicating to one another, saying like, "Hey, look, I'm beat the hell up." Like, let's just make this match quick and, you know, I'll deal with the ramifications in the back. Because it's a house show. No one's really – it's it's not on live TV. You could probably get away with a little extra stuff on a house show. Oh, yeah. They won't just pull you because you're tired. If you're tired, you can communicate that to whoever you're wrestling that night and, you know, just say, yeah, we're going to cut this match a little short because I'm just really beat the hell up and I'm, you know, I'm 45 years old. Can't really keep doing this for too much longer. Yeah. That, that's what I'm hoping. They gave him they gave him a good run. You know, I mean, he was a jobber for a little bit, but you know, at Survivor Series, he was he was the last he was, you know, involved in the finals. I thought he was gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they won't just put any guy in the final in the finals for the Survivor Series match. No, you have to earn that spot. Yeah, and you know. I pray he gets the help that he needs because, you know, I don't, I don't want him to end up on a dark side of the ring episode. No, not at all. Not I at all. I don't want him to end up on one. And I have a feeling he's going to end up on a dark side of the ring episode. Uh, we will find out one day. Hopefully not, but we will find out. But so let's move on to the rest of this. War games. War games. <laughs> you gotta, you War gotta games. Inhale. You have to inhale really hard. You gotta be War games. <laughs> he doesn't even pronounce the well, I mean he's not American, War so games. yeah, I love it still. But let's get to it. So uh we open with a war games match, which I always like that. I always like when we open with one and end with one. I knew it was gonna be that way for the women. They're gonna have the women bat lead off. Oh yeah, but they they didn't do they didn't do horrible. They they something surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. But so of course we had a team Gonzalez, which of course is Gonzalez, Cora Jade. It was managed by me. Managed by you, shut up. <laughs> Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai and the toxic whole team attraction. of Toxic Attraction, which consists of the NXT women's champion Mandy Rose, the NXT women's tag team champions, Giddy. Dolan, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, and JC Jane. I was I impressed. In the win. Oh, I was really upset that Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai didn't win. I was really thinking they were going to win. And I know they're always like, for some reason, I noticed with the trend in war games is whoever has that person advantage in the beginning is the always the winning team. Yeah, of course. Mix it up a little bit. Well, my thing is, you had a team of all of your champions in that division, and they lost. They, like, did, it, they did it to they did it to the undisputed era a few times. I know it makes no sense to me, but again, that's what we got. Now, I did say, or I will say, I do like that we started off right away with some weapons. Mm-hmm. Like common sense kicked in there. Like you can walk into this. 
I love when I love when, you, when Dakota Kai got slammed into all those kendo sticks. Oh, dude, that was awesome. Ooh, I mean, right, be- right before the next woman came in, I'm like, that's well, the like, perfect spot to do that. I mean, Cora Jade surprised the hell out of me jumping off the top of the cage because I just you don't usually see the women do crazy shit like that. Like you don't see them go f- 12 feet in the air because hell they're not but five foot one and they take these amazing leaps and holy shit, it pays off. The one thing I will say is I, I know we're in the new brand of NXT, but even the black and obviously the black and gold has delivered the, the stars that we have now. Like NXT really is like a great crop of women wrestlers, and they have a they have a great crop right now. You know the girls from Toxic Attraction, and um, you know Dakota Kai is a star, Candice LeRae, you know was a star, Raquel Gonzalez. You know I can keep naming like the the women's division in NXT 2.0 is very stout. It's promising. It's very stout. Like these are some very good athletes. And they have a an Eero Shirai, like they really have a very good group of women in that division right now. Absolutely. It it, it makes it promising for the future because that division just won't die again. Yeah, they won't um do like a mid two thousands where it's just like you have to have a hot body and zero wrestling skill whatsoever. They won't be divas again. <laughs> yeah, no, thank God. Uh, but looking back on it, I mean, as a kid, you know, these are beautiful women and you're drooling over them. But now as like a consumer of the product, I'm like, these girls sucked. They were horrible. <laughs> these girls sucked. You know, I'm, I'm here getting spoiled by Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, I'm here getting spoiled by them. And I look back at, and, you know, even the Bella twins and the t- Natty. And I look back at the last girls and I'm like, y'all sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so was I the only one like licking the TV screen when Trish Stratus was on? No. No. Okay. Cool. That was back in you know that was back before flat screens were really good. And this one like I, you I still the, get I still get static shocks from licking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can feel the static <laughs> shock like, when you're I that like close to the dust. TV. I feel like gold dust when Triple H is making fun of him. WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, so, yes. So, of course, Team McCrell ends up winning this match. Good start off for the pay-per-view, I thought. We move on to the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Now, which you have in... Ooh, this, match, this match, I instantly knew who was going to win. Oh, just yeah. Because, just because of the one person involved, and we know where they're going. It was an instant... Like, I'll be honest with you, this this pay-per-view, I I skipped that match because I already knew who was going in. Um, and that was the one match I went over. I was like, you're not going to put the title on you-know-who, and we're going to discuss it now in a few seconds with an impending, you know, contract expiring. I don't know, man. You still need to go back and watch it because uh, Imperium. They put on a fucking show. Oh, they're I mean, as advertised. I I know, like, even when they were with um with Walter, they're as advertised. Oh, they still talk about Walter throughout the match. It's hilarious. Yeah, Walter's moved on, guys. Right. But, okay, so we have, of course, Team Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner. Random ass team. 
I mean, yeah, but Wagner, dude, he's going to be a promising star if he can keep yes, this sir. momentum that he has right now. Yes, he is. He put, he really shocked me. I was, I was pretty excited. Imperium just blew me away. And of course, Kyle O'Reilly is a wrestling god for the size that he is. I kept telling y'all this and y'all didn't want to believe me. You and Kyle gave me shit for Kyle O'Reilly being a future star. Look, man. It was he was part of a heel team, and I'm true at heart. If they're heel, we don't like them, okay? <laughs> I, I guess I meant I kept telling you he was gonna be a future star, and now that you're finally <laughs> admitting to, yeah, this guy's a rest, this guy's really good at what he does. I mean, yes, but at the same time, I've, who who I've is also gone? Years. Who is also gone though? Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, but like. And that was the perfect time for him to leave. You like go back to like his old matches in Ring of Honor. I saw that from a very young age. I'm like, this kid is good. All right, fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong because I witnessed it last night, but overall, the one, thing, the one happy thing I saw, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just wanted to point it out. He, he threw up the Undisputed Era. Oh, dude. Thank you for mentioning like, that. I'm like, yes, yes, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. He threw up the Undisputed Era, said this is a brotherhood, and then did the crotch chop three times. I was like, I that's, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yes. But like you said, overall, with these, you know, pending departure rumors going around, we knew who was probably going to win this. And, of course, Imperium does retain their tag team championships, which me, I thought, cool, good. Moving on, we have Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson in a hair versus hair match. So this is the only um, gripe I have, I guess. That match stipulation is so outdated. Should never be allowed to happen again. For one, yes, that is that is one hundred percent true, right there. Like that wasn't where I was going, but yes, that is such a used and abused stipulation. At and this plus, point, put your contract on a pull match. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're still entertaining, but like at the same time. So Cameron Grimes has long hair. Duke Hudson has short hair. How is this fair? Because you like, would think it, Cameron Grimes would lose, but he ended up winning the match. Exactly. But, like, even still, it's like, oh, Hudson lost four inches of hair. Like, his, he'll be back to that in a month. Yeah. It wasn't like, exactly, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you know, I mean, we can go, we can nitpick that because we can go back and, you know, Edge beat Kurt Angle in a hair versus hair match. Edge had long hair. Kurt Angle, we knew he was balding back in 2000. Exactly. So he might, well just, he might as well just finish the job. The hair versus hair matches are annoying. They are. They're very annoying. They're but... very annoying because you know who's going to win each of those matches. Yeah. The long hair, the long hair, that guy doesn't want to have long hair. It's meant for his character. They're not going to shave off. They're not going to shave off Seth Rollins' hair. It, exactly. It's a brand. He has had that brand. That were, you know, back to the half blonde, half black you know, half black hair, you know, Jeff Hardy, long hair, different colors. It was a, it was a marketing, you know, thing. Oh yeah. It stood out. It was like, yeah, like exactly. you said earlier, Seth Rollins, you know, with the blonde streak when he was, you know, early shield days. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not going to cut Roman Reigns, hair off. 
Bro, that shit would be wild if they cut Reigns' hair short. Yeah, it would be insane. But, alright, so, good solid match. Like we said, Hudson walks away the loser, shaves the little bit of hair that he has, and we move on. Next match is Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Squash match. Yeah. That yeah, match which only is... lasted seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. We don't really have to go through that I'm much calling, of it. I'm calling it, I'm calling it as is. That's the one match. That's one of the matches I did come back and see because I, I, the hair versus hair match, I was kind of like on my phone most of the time and I just didn't really pay attention. So I'll be honest. But I got back when Roger Strong and like, dude, snap of the finger. Match was done. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was a, uh... A little sad, but cool to see Strong be champion, though. I like that. I, yeah, I, I mean, yes, you know, he's with the Diamond Mine, so it's, you know, he's kind of, like, leading his own, like, little mini faction. Yeah, I, and that that I like, because I think he's a, I think he's a good-looking Strong leader for, like, an NXT group. Plus, he just looks like, he, he just looks rough in the face right now. Yeah. Like, man's going through it. But, yeah, of course, so he, he walks away, retaining his championship. Now we get to the final match of the night. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I am ready for the call-up of Scott Steiner's nephew already. Like, <laughs> Really? I'm already ready for it, just because... Dude, Braun Breaker just sounds one. I just like the name. I just I like the name, but two, like he's just he's big, bro. He just looks like a fucking champion. He looks like Wardlow. Now that I will agree. Yes, he does like <laughs> Wardlow. And the same attire too. Like no, I say, I say same singlet and everything. But he's just, dude, he's fucking big. And he's talented. He's talented. Unlike Scott Steiner. Okay, let me phrase that. Unlike Scott Steiner after steroids. Scott Steiner before steroids, hellaciously. Then it just became about, look how big this steroid has made this little baseball-sized bicep I have now. <laughs> yeah, no, it actually was very, like, like, it was just gross. It was gross. But anyways, all right, back to, sorry about that. I completely threw that one off. We have the final War Games match of the night. We have Team Black and Gold of the NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, LA Knight, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano versus Team 2.0, which I, I get it. I get why we're naming it that, but come on, we could have came up with something cooler. Which is Brian Baker, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, and the NXT North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. First of all, we got DIY back on the same team. That was so cool. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, nostalgia kicked in there. They're one of my favorite tag teams, and I said I challenge anyone to go watch those DIY and um, DIY matches with um, what's their faces. Um, I know them as FTR now. I can actually remember what yeah. they were. I can't remember what they were in WWE now. Yeah, because now they're FTR to me. But um, exactly. But seriously, chat like watch those matches. Those were some of the, the revival. The revival, yeah. Oh, yeah, because FTR stands for Fuck the Revival. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, those matches were... Whew. 
I loved it. Those matches opened up like every takeover they were in. They were the opening match, and they just set the bar so high for the rest of the card. Yeah, oh yeah. Also, this was like this was like NXT 2.0's like first pay per view as you know this new brand really that wasn't takeover associated. So like this was the sure. first time they're like really shine, and I think they did. I did. I do think they shined. But again, so we have, you know, we have DIY back on the same team again, which is just, mwah. you have LA Knight, who's in damn good shape. Because yeah, he's older. It makes no sense for him to be on black and gold. No, it doesn't. But I, I think they threw him on there because he's just older. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just like, uh, I'm like, you're, 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 you're more of the, I thought he was going to turn and join 2.0 in the middle of the match. Oh, or really? Something, or just like, because like he doesn't fit black and gold. He's not black and gold. Champa no, Gargano, Champa Gargano, and Pete Dunn are black and gold. I would have, I would have maybe, I don't know, see if Finn Balor wanted to do another run with it or something like someone who is black and gold, like a Kevin Owens or, you know. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I think get they Velveteen, just get Velveteen Dream out of prison or something. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> No, that, that man is gross, and I never want to see his face in the wrestling ring ever again. No doubt. But, but I don't um, know. I, th- I think they threw him on that side because he was in NXT already when it was black and gold before they made the transition over to go 2.0. So I think that's just why. Yeah, I just don't think he was like – I mean, obviously no one's made a bigger impact in NXT than Johnny Gargano. No, but like, no. But these other guys are black and gold, and they were champions with the black and gold – he, but I will he say was just—he was the oddball. <laughs> yeah, the one guy who really impressed me in this match, and I knew he was going to do it, was Carmelo Hayes. Really? How's that? That kid is good. Very true. That kid is going to go places. If what? they utilize him correctly, he is going to be a very sneaky NXT champion contender. Oh, really? I think he'll challenge Braun Breaker in the future for the NXT title. Really. But Braun Breaker, I know you're excited for the call-up. He's going to be on NXT 2.0 for a very long time. Oh, I, he's going to be like – he's going to be he's NXT. The, he's, he's their the Gargano. He's the Gargano he's, of exactly, 2.0. He's their face. And eventually Thank some you. of these – and I, I'm telling you, utilize Carmelo Hayes properly because for some reason WWE likes to disrespect high flyers. Yeah. Utilize that young man correctly because it should have been – that should have been Ricochet. He ricocheted just got fucked on the main roster. It's a shame. And I love that tag team he was on with Aleister Black. Oh, it was pretty damn cool. But let's talk about Waller hitting the flying elbow off the cage onto a knight through that table. And you heard the cage shake. You heard the cage shake. You heard whatever the piece, that whole piece that just didn't bend off the table, Mm -hmm. just popped straight off. One, and that was a solid elbow. I mean, that looked good. That was an HBK little boom. Exactly. Also, if I'm not mistaken, it was the exact same corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so Shawn Michaels has a big hand in NXT, so like a lot of these guys are, you know, you're oh, yeah. by the, you know, the showstoppers right in front of you. Oh, yeah. He's back there like, all right, who wants to be me? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love when they, um, they use Carmelo Hayes as like a dart and they threw him right into the trash can. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. And then um 
the LA Knight off the top rope launching a dude through the table. The creativity Whew. is there, dude. I mean, it is there, and it's beautiful right now. Yeah, like it, they work well together. Like, but like I said, we all knew the outcome because Vince is taking over NXT. We all knew Black and Gold was going to lose. Hell, we don't know. One day, it sounds like Khan's going to take over for fucking Vince. <sighs> I, 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 I told Kyle this. I Bye. was like, dude, if that happens, I, I pray Triple H jump ship. And just destroys WWE. <laughs> I hope it takes a shovel with them. Because fuck that. Hope Triple H starts his own his own company. Or, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. But anyways, back back to War Games. Personally, I love it. I love the War Games. It was a beautiful, beautiful match ending. I think for Gargano because he's one. He's been involved in so damn many of them. And then two, it's you know. Final match on NXT. Yeah, so, let's time, uh, to get, time to get buried on the main roster. Buried, hell yeah! <laughs> I hate. But, what I, I hate. I hate what they're gonna do to him. Yeah, let's let's transition into this. So we got Kyle O'Reilly and Gargano. Obviously, both are leaving NXT. Where are they going? Obviously, we're on the same page. We're thinking Gargano's going to Raw. O'Reilly is going to jump over to AW. Yeah, and they're gonna and AEW is gonna rebrand the Undisputed Era. Yep. Which, which I mean, not, which I'm not a fan of because I think the Undisputed Era is so iconic. Like they made such an amazing impact. It's still alone. Not, not only in WWE, like this was a worldwide thing. Like, every, like if you worldwide wrestling fans knew the Undisputed Era, and these yeah. guys were, they were great. At one point, they were they had all the belts in NXT. Oh, that was beautiful. I love, I love when if a whole faction of four or five people are all champions because that's just yeah, like, it. Just makes sense. It looked, and they were all really good and deserving champions. They were, they were our, they were not ours, but like they were like this new generation of fans' evolution. I mean, that's essentially yes. That's exactly what it was. It was the young version of evolution, even though evolution was young when. They didn't, you know, were them, but it, it gave us that feeling again. It was like, holy shit, this is a solid four-man group that is going to, like, wreak havoc. Yeah, because you had Adam Cole as the leader. Yep. You had Roderick Strong, who was a pretty savvy veteran. I like yeah. that he was the oddball add-in. I remember the day he turned and became part of the Undisputed Era. I loved it. I remember that. They, he had the, 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 the armband and put it on. Because Adam Cole, they shot the Adam Cole really quick, just laughing and just giddy. <laughs> yeah, and then you have a you know you got a good, another good veteran and Bobby Fish, and then you had the young guy in Kyle O'Reilly. Yep, and now sadly it's over. I mean, we got like damn near two years out of it. So I mean, awesome. Yeah, I mean, the disputed era was together for a very long time. So let's talk about it. Um. I don't think Gargano is actually going to go to Raw and do bad. I don't. And the only reason I say that is just he really does have the ability to prove that he's worth the shit. Like, I'm not saying that, obviously, just because, like, other people don't. Ricochet is obviously someone who talent beyond what any person could really do. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like Vince, you know, Vince takes over NXT and... 
he's going to call up Gargano. I, f- I want to hope that like he's going to use that, use him as like an example to not give up on NXT. Because like obviously we think he took it over, it's going to suck now. You know, because anyone who gets called up, it's just not going to be worth the shit or whatever the case may be. If you bring up Gargano, who is known as a bona fide superstar in NXT, and you bring him up to the main roster and he does really well, I think it builds both brands. You know, it'll build Raw because I'm I'm assuming he's going to go to Raw. So it'll build Raw. It'll build NXT 2.0. That's my take on the whole Gargano situation. O'Reilly's pretty simple. He's just he's gonna go to AEW and like you said, the Undisputed Era will reform in a new brand and a new fashion. And yeah, then he um he did what your favorite wrestler of all time did, Bret Hart. Kind of <laughs> like the little symbol of knowing where, where he's going. You know, when Bret Hart wrote out WCW in the air and Kyle O'Reilly put up the Undisputed Era logo. Fuck Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know what 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 is your hopes for Gargano? Uh, hope for Gargano is he's gonna go to Raw. I uh, SmackDown is um, SmackDown's too crowded. Yep. If he goes to if he goes to SmackDown, he's you're never gonna see that man. I think Raw is the perfect spot for him. I hope he's in a mid card title contention by uh, I want to say by the summertime they already have him like sniffing United States title or Intercontinental or like wherever he ends up he needs to be on a he needs to be sniffing the mid-card belt I agree by the, I, by I the agree. summertime you have to utilize Gargano because he's like I said the, he is Mr. NXT to me he's to me he's the greatest NXT superstar of all time just because of everything he did for NXT. Um, everything. He literally did everything. To, <laughs> yeah, he he was like in, I think he was in every takeover, basically. Um, he's held every single title in NXT. Yep. But more than once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is like the, he is the goat of NXT. Yeah, he, it, it was, it was a joke, you know, or it wasn't a joke. It was a statement when they said we are NXT, but really it's Gargano is NXT. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you on that one. Um, but like I said, I said I, I I pray by SummerSlam he's on the card for SummerSlam and he's fighting Damian Priest for the United States title. I think that would be a good match because Damian Priest is damn talented. Yeah, and I and think they, they can work together in chemistry, and I think they've wrestled each other in NXT, so we'll get like a little another flair. Another like ah. a good, a good flair, sexy type of match. Like these guys just really know how to work well with each other, and it just it just clicks. You want that match to just click, and I and I hope you know Gargano walks out the champion. Like he utilized the momentum, man. Like he really is that damn good. Yeah, yeah. It, it sucks that you can only sit there and just go. I pray. I pray. I pray. I pray. <laughs> Because like it's just like you, they bury some of these guys like like Alistair Black, amazing talent, buried Ricochet, buried. You know, I I, I don't I don't want to keep listing some of these guys because you know we're gonna we'll run past our our recording time. But like, <laughs> but like really, man, like even like even Finn Balor, I'll even put Finn Balor in that thing. Like they just 
don't know how to work with Finn Balor. Like eventually, eventually, like they they treat NXT guys like like toys. Like they're they're like you love playing with a toy now, but then five months later you see another toy and you forget that toy that you had and you want the new one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna count Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins as NXT guys because they were kind of like they were they were like the NXT before. NXT got branded and like we all and they blew away every pay-per-view and you know they were they were basically like the the headline you know of pay-per-views for wrestling at one point I they've always been the headline I thought really <laughs> like I don't really I don't count you know guys like you know Biggie Rollins and Reigns even though like Rollins and you know Rollins was an NXT champion I don't you know what I mean it, they're not in it. They're not the black and gold. It was NXT before it became the show NXT. You know what I'm saying? This was, we don't consider NXT, you know, Rollins and Biggie and Reigns with NXT because it was, that was when they were still just on WWE's website, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they were like rebranded from FCW as well. So, like, I don't know. I've, I think that's why this is pushing out. I don't, I don't, I, I call NXT the black and gold, like the guys like Finn Balor, like Sam, like, like that Sami Zayn class. Like when NXT first went on TV, remember Sami Zayn and Cesaro had like an amazing match and Sami Zayn beat him. Yeah. And Owen. I would say yeah. from that day on, those are, I consider NXT alumni. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but um, speaking of alumni and future stars, we got a pay-per-view this weekend, and it could very well be the final pay-per-view for this one company. And if you haven't been living under a rock the last few months or so, this company I am referring to is Ring of Honor, also known as ROH. They have final battle this weekend. They're still very much looking to resume operations in April of 2022. Um, but after reading their financial reports and everything like that, they owe a lot of money and a lot of money, a, a lot of money equaling to billions of dollars lost. So they're, I, they're fucked. Yeah. I don't think these people are going to resume operations. Um, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they do, but you know, even you know, even on even on Dynamite this past week, you know, Jay Lethal showed up again, and he was in the he was in the Dynamite Ring Battle Royal. So, you know, you lose one of your you lose one of your head guys to AEW. You're, I could see a few of these guys jumping ship. Um, you know, I'm gonna run through I'm gonna run through the match card really quick. We'll recap it. Really, we'll recap it um, next week when the show airs. So right now, the, the matches is as follows. We got Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace in a regular singles match. Then we got a six-woman tag team match. Chelsea Green, we all know who Chelsea Green is. She is the <laughs> wife of Matt Cardona. Are they so still Chelsea together? Green, what? Are they still together? Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Chelsea Green and the Hex, which is Allison Kay and Marty Bell versus Miranda Elise and the Allure, which is Angelina Love and Mandy Leon. 
The next match on the card is a six-man tag team match. It's Eli, Esam, Taylor Rust, and Tracy Williams versus Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deepin. Next match is Fight Without Honor. Kenny King versus Shane Taylor. Kenny King I've always been a fan of. Uh, I hope he, you know, jumps up to AEW. This next, this next match is going to be really good, I think. The tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championships. We got the Briscoe Brothers, Mark and Jay, versus the champions, the OGK, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. This Fucking next match Mike is for Bennett. the ROH. Yeah, right. This next match is for the ROH Pure Championship. It's a pure rules match with his Josh Woods versus Brian Johnson. Next match is for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship belt, which I do want to see in AEW. I think a six-man title belt would be pretty cool. You got Shane Taylor Promotions, which is Khan, Moses, and O'Shea Edwards with Ron Hunt. They are the champions versus the Righteous. Vincent Bateman, Dutch with Vita Von Starr. This next match is a four-corner survival match for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. One of my personal favorite wrestlers, Dalton Castle, he is the champion versus Rhett Titus versus Silas Young versus Joe Hendry. Next match is for the Ring of Honor's Women's Championship match. We got Roxy, who is a champion, versus Willow Nightingale. And then we got the World Championship match, Bandito, who is the champion of Ring of Honor, versus Jonathan Gresham. And then there is a 10-man tag team match that is still up in the air. Damn, that's a lot of matches. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to go off. Like, these I mean, guys are going to – these guys are going to – it's a 10-match match card. It's going to be like four hours long. <laughs> it is going to be a long pay-per-view. Holy shit. Well, I mean, that's, how, be... that's, how, that's how Ring of Honor is. It's a, they're long. They're a very, very long pay-per-view. That's going to be fun to cover it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to hopefully get to watch because I am moving into my apartment this weekend. So hopefully I get an opportunity to sit down and watch it. Fingers crossed I get Wi-Fi very fast. Um, yep. One last thing before we go off the air. I need you to watch AEW Dynamite this past week from this past week because there's a slight glimmer of hope that we're getting the old CM Punk back. And I noticed it this past Wednesday. He, he He's becoming an asshole again, which he's is He's always been want. an asshole. He's been very nice <laughs> since he got to AEW. But now, now that he's feuding with MJF, it's coming out. It All is right. coming out. He, so Wednesday night, they were in Long Island. And MJF's music hit, and CM Punk came out, and the whole crowd booed him. He made fun of their sports teams. He made fun of their town. He made fun of MJF. Like, you know, he was an asshole. And we're slowly, hopefully, getting that CM Punk back. All right. All right. It was I mean, the I still got to check it out still. I still got to check it out. I just segment. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, it was the opening segment. All right, I'm down. And then obviously we have Winter is coming next week, which uh, Brian Danielson will be challenging for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship against Adam Hangman Page. Uh, All right, Scotty, drop them socials. Lord, you hit me with that damn match right before you're going to say that. I am 
praying that Brian they're not going to put the title on Brian. God, Rogers. I hope, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. But thank you guys very much for listening today. Please follow us on all of our social media accounts. We got the Instagram and the Twitter. It's going to be right on SQC, right on SQC, right is spelled with a W in front. And then, of course, check out our Facebook pages. We have the Right On Squared Circle and the Right On Network. And y'all, uh, join us here next week because this will be uh, our last episode for the year next week as we're going to take the following two weeks off to spend time with family for our course christmas and the new years so join us next week as we're gonna we're gonna recap of course the forever long ring of honor final battle that's going to happen this week and i think we are gonna then just talk about hopefully our predictions for wrestling as a whole and you know into into company more details or into details with more companies as we progress for the following 2022 season as yes, we're gonna we... call it we are going to be giving out our New Year's resolution for all the brands that we that we look at in wrestling. So the three resolution brands we're going to be looking at are Raw, SmackDown, and AEW as a whole. So we'll be giving out our wishes, what we want to see in the new year, and like I said, we'll see if it hopes it hopefully comes to fruition next week as well. We will be recapping Winter is Coming, which is an AEW special event. So, like I said, hopefully we got, hopefully we get our wish that Adam Hangman Page remains AEW World Heavyweight Champion. So, uh, buckle up for a decently long episode next week, y'all, and we will see y'all here next week. Adios.